The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, this is episode 5 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm Craig Williams. And I'm Sean Thompson. And we have a lot to cover on this week's show, so uh, let's get started right away. Uh, It's been a month since the last show, basically because we've been extremely busy. There's been a lot going on. Yeah, uh, between going to Dallas for a Give Kids the World meet Mm -hmm. and the Festival of Fantasy Parade at Disney World, along with Flower and Garden Festival... And about 10 other things happening. Yeah. I feel like for the past, the week before leading up to Texas, Texas, we were pretty much living at Disney, whether at Epcot or Magic Kingdom. For exactly. Yeah. Hours and hours at a time. So No, and then I was trying to actually go to Universal, too, at yeah. the same time. But I was only getting there for about like an hour or two. I, I just had no time to actually do anything. So that's why there's been such a delay. But we're we're finally getting around to it. Yeah. Um, and it, it might not be a great show, but it is our show just have low expectations so yeah if the lower your expectations are the better yeah. um so and like always if you like us like us on youtube subscribe like us you everywhere dislike. yeah like us everywhere yeah. um comment about it we'll try to answer you but you know sean sean has a pretty big head now about his celebrity status oh, yeah. so biggest ego in the business biggest ego in the business yeah I say. okay um but yeah, so there's also a lot of news because we really haven't done this in a month. Uh, I don't know if I'd call them news, but updates. But you know, we'll go. Over we can them call them whatever we want. We'll call them that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, two big, two big things to happen. Sorry, I had to re. I had to re say big because they were just that big. Coldstone Creamery and Starbucks have opened in CityWalk. I'm moving I'm on. Moving on. No. no, so uh, Coldstone is an exciting addition. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's now obviously Menchie's is going to be opening up too. Exactly. So what clothes remind me there was a yogurt type thing. Was that TCBY? There was a TCBY, but okay. that was kind of up beside cigars and the upper floors of the movie theaters. <clears throat> okay. The uh, Cold Stone Creamery has kind of taken over the place where Endangered Species store was. Oh yeah. And that was also where Starbucks is. They're kind of, they're not connected, but they're literally side by side. Yeah. So that's, that's the new section for both. And uh, right off the bat, this Cold Stone is the tiniest cold stone I think anyone will ever see. It's unbelievable, unbelievably small. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if they have like kiosks and malls and airports, but this is literally so tiny. They can probably fit 30 people in there safely, but I'm sure... At the I don't end even of the think night, 30. I think that we'll always see a line out the door. I think I, if there's five people in line, the line will be out the door. Yeah, and but, uh, I actually went to get ice cream there, okay. and it was the same price as it was at any yeah. other cold stone, uh, same portion size. Uh so not not nothing really different. But any discounts just, there for pass holders or? I didn't ask about the pass holders. Okay. Um, because I'm still not a pass holder. Sure. But one day I just pay for my ticket every single time I go. That's how it's I do. It's very it. expensive. It is. I yeah. just I really need to it's start investing in one of those. But you know we'll we'll go there more, cover it, figure out what's actually going along there. Starbucks is open as well. It opened up a couple of days after. Uh, it's it's massive on the inside. And it's beautiful. All the, the design kind of features and the the woodwork they have in there. It's all really nice. It, it is. But my biggest issue that I, I tried to make a video of it, uh-huh. and we have a little one going up for it. But I walk in and Starbucks employees tell me, oh, you cannot record in here. 
So uh, I'm there walking around with a camera. We, we've covered other Starbucks before at Disney World. I've covered them in Universal before. But this one, they told me right away, like, oh, no, you can't, you can't record anything. Here's here. a question. Are those um, employees in a Starbucks, are they Universal team members? Starbucks. So that's different than Disney. Yeah. Those are actual cast members. Okay. Well, that's where... Do you think there's a difference there? Maybe there is. But uh, we, we have a little bit of footage to come from yeah. it. But... Yeah, it was it was rather upsetting, and I just you wanted, cried, right? You sat in the corner and cried. I, I looked that lady in the eye and I said, "I want you to know how many people you're disappointing out there." <laughs> I'll tell you the exact number. About thirty-four. Ooh, thirty-four. Sorry, people thirty-four people. <laughs> but okay, on to happier news. Robin Thick, fresh off his uh, his health issues, his health issues. Are we still calling the map. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he's uh, he did the right thing. Mm-hmm. He canceled his his concert a couple weeks ago, and now rescheduled for June seventh yep. um, for Mardi Gras. So, so that actually extends it into its fourth month. <laughs> so it's now a, a a third of the year. Oh yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous yeah. that Mardi Gras is going on this long. <laughs> but I'm sure for the the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who are actually excited to see Robin for that Thicke, one song. For let's that, be honest. Yeah, for blurred lines. Blurred lines. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, he's coming back, so book a new vacation, come right back down, Robin Thicke, in concert, in June, for Mardi Gras, try to make sense of that. You can't. No, you can't. I can't either. Isn't that after Lent? Oh, it's well after oh, Lent. It's, Lent's only 40 that's, days. That's in April. Yeah. This is all, <laughs> Easter's in April, it all ends really <laughs> soon, but yet it's still going on. All right. Anyways, before we linger on that, uh, new details about the Hogwarts Express came out. Mm-hmm. I... I mean, there were new details, but it wasn't stuff that was actually surprising. They kind of explained the technology a little more and what was happening on the ride going back and forth. And they they added a little teaser to the fact that there's um there's there's going to be dementors along the way and other other exciting things. But uh, it's it getting everyone even more pumped up than they were before. And I, I'm hearing rumors that there's going to be a delay. And the train opening, maybe up until August, but the rest of Diagon Alley is supposed to open up in June for its soft opening. So at this point, we just need to hear some dates from Universal. I don't know if they're ready to give them just because a lot of this technology is so new. They're not sure what's going to happen with mm-hmm. it. But, you know, it's it's coming along. So June's going to get here quicker than than we all think. And we're going to be Harry Pottered out I'm pretty excited though. It's going to take a little, a lot of stuff to get me Harry Pottered out, like a wand and a robe. And well, I already have, I already have the wand, so I need to get a robe. Do you need your Hogwarts acceptance letter? Yeah, I need that. I need a scarf. I need uh, the scar tattoo on my forehead. That's what I thought. Yeah, so I got a little ways to go. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, also, and I think the best news that's come out is Halloween Horror Night dates have been released for 2014. And uh, Sean, do you have those? <laughs> I, brought up. I do. We're amazingly okay. looking at the same thing, but I, I, I do have them pulled up. Um, <laughs> um, September 19th through the 20th, 25th through the 28th, um, October 2nd through the 5th, 9th through the 12th, 15th through 19th, 22nd through the 26th, and the 29th through the 31st, and then actually November 1st as well. So if, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this starting way earlier than... No. It's not. No, I believe it started September seventeenth this past year. I think. Okay. Basic. So, are there more dates? Essentially the same. No. Um, no, this is normal. It's pretty much the exact right. normal schedule, right around the third 
last third weekend of uh, September. I don't last and third are two different things. I don't know why I said that, but about the third weekend of September. Calendars are hard. Then, depending on what day uh, November first is on, if that's over a weekend, then usually they try to add that into to. But with make Christmas the most, stuff, right? Yes, with yeah. all the all the houses change and it's just Christmas themed. People running around with chainsaws. It's the best day of the year. That actually happened in one of the houses a couple. It years was a ago. holiday. It was one, a holiday. Right? I missed it, but I know I still talk about it all the time because it was my favorite thing ever. Yeah, but it'll be exciting. Uh, we'll be there covering it. Oh yeah, like like always. Which I don't know. Well, that was last year for us, but I, I know we were there basically. At least once a week. Yeah, I got the Fear Pass. I loved it. Oh, no. It's it's the greatest time of year. Uh, I think every Universal employee is more excited than they are throughout the entire year. All the characters that come in just to work then. Yeah. They're all they're all pumped. Uh, it's, it's really Christmas at Universal because Halloween Horror Nights is sure definitely better than Grinchmas. And, the and that's not confusing parade. at all. Your holiday metaphors. Or my sarcasm. Or your sarcasm. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, that's that's cool. But uh, before we move on to our first subject that we actually want to talk about, that's that's it for the news, except for the fact that, once again, this show is going to be coming out every Friday. We've mentioned it in multiple places. Uh, not every Friday. Every Friday, every other. Every other Friday. Otherwise, we would have a panic attack. No, we would, we would literally die of exhaustion. And we'd run out of things to talk about. Exactly. But uh, every other Friday, be on the lookout for us and other videos that come up, too. We have a lot of ride-throughs on roller coasters going up. And, well, that's because we're, we're talking about roller coasters today. One of us is. One of us. Well, we're both going to talk I know. About I'll talk about it. I'm too. talking about it from the brave aspect. And All right. Let's not use that word. Well, no. I'm going to talk about it like Merida. Oh, oh, okay. Yes. From your Scottish heritage. Yes. Okay. Exactly. I see. Uh, but, yeah, watch on YouTube for all our videos. Um and we'll be up every other Friday. Uh, but before we get to the roller coasters mm-hmm. and the fun stuff, I want to talk about our experience riding on the float in Mardi Gras. Let's go back to Mardi Gras. Yeah. We're already back there again. Yeah. Well, it's four months long, so we might as well. Yeah. We'll talk Milk about it for all it's worth. more times. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So I was actually lucky enough to go twice on, on one of the floats. Mm-hmm. One, because we were invited as a, uh, a travel agency. Mm-hmm. And then once because I actually um, submitted my name into the annual pass drawing that they do every year. So yep. if you're an annual pass holder, you can fill out a form, select the date you'd like to be on one of the floats, mm-hmm. and then they will select people at random. Um, and then those, uh, those of us lucky enough, they will send you an email, and then you get instructions to be on this float. Yep. So the first night, we were on the train. Mm-hmm. I forget the exact name of that float. Yeah, it's they're all together. Either. No, it's but it's the train. It's the train one. Everyone knows it. And I think we were wearing orange or something, yellow. Yeah, that was orange. Yellow. That was orange yeah, yeah. and the conductor's hats. And we were standing on uh, the, I guess, passenger side of the train. And, and we were right in front of the smokestack. And so every time smoke would come out of this thing, I would start coughing. And I think... Kylie was on the float with us, Greg's yeah. girlfriend. And so we would just start coughing and it was, I think my eyes were watering. And so it looked like I was crying up on the Mardi Gras float. I, I was fine. You were fine. You were three people back though. I was the one right in the smokestack. Yeah. Well, but, and the best part about it was actually capturing not the entire experience, but a good amount of the experience through uh, your Google glass. Yes. So, I mean, it, it really gives you a great perspective of what you're seeing from mm-hmm. that. Uh, we, we weren't supposed to, be 
having stuff on us like that that could record. Um, they didn't say we couldn't record. <laughs> I, just, I just want to throw that yeah. out there. They didn't We can stop talking about this part if you want. I, I'm just throwing it out there, yeah. though. So, like, if you ever get chosen, don't expect to go and attach a GoPro to your head. You're not allowed to do no. that. And you're not um, supposed to take pictures backstage. You're, sp- you're not supposed to have your phone out even on stage when you're on yeah. the float for safety reasons. Although I have to tell you what, if you search on Twitter for, like, uh, Universal Mardi Gras pictures... Yeah. Every single person riding these floats are posting pictures it's of themselves fun. on it's Twitter. It's fun. It's so much fun. You yeah. want to take pictures. You want to show people what you're doing. So just um, abide by the rules yeah. a little bit, even though we didn't. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> you know, the big thing is you're on the float and you get to throw all these beads at the people that are lined up. And the people are vicious on yeah. the sides of the parade route. And uh, the first time we did it, we had a hard time going through all of our beads because I think that they had spaced us out a little more than they had the second time. So we all had a, a few more beads to throw out yeah. than, than the average person normally does. But the second time I did it, we were on the alligator float and uh, we ran out of beads and I was scrounging and I was like trying to ration them off and you're kind of standing there throwing beads slowly and people are like, why aren't you throwing them faster? But there's oh, no. no option. I mean, you got to just save them out to the end because the mummy ride is the center of the parade route. So they tell you that when you hit the mummy, you're supposed to have at least half your beads left. Yeah. And I think the most important point is that we've talked about it before. People go insane for these cheap, cheap beads. Yeah. But you can't get that full that full grasp of how ridiculous they are until you're on a float. And you see it as as you're throwing them. I mean, people are clawing at each how other. How cheap they are or how vicious they are? Both. Oh, okay. Yeah, they are cheap because they make your hands turn colors. And they do. <laughs> Both times I got off the float, my hands were black and green and I was covered in glitter. Oh, no. It's it's yeah. It's gross. It's not sanitary. You know, there's vomit all over the floats. I'm joking. <laughs> That's but, not true. Uh, no, it's it's absolutely one of the best experiences yeah. I've ever had at Universal. Um, it, of working there, of going there as a guest, it was so much fun. Uh, I, I'm jealous that you got to go the second time. But, yeah. No, know. I was very lucky. I'm, I'm so glad I got to do it twice. Yeah, no. I agree with you. It was a great experience. Yeah, and I just I can't wait until next year. I don't know if they're going to add on more more uh spaces at this point since robin thick has added on an extra week of it oh, maybe but I, I would love to get on and yeah. go again it really was one of the greatest experiences of that i've had there um do you have anything else really to say about that not too much just that it was great and uh i i hope we can do it at least eight more times before mardi gras over yeah and uh once again not to sound like a broken record but we'll have a lot of footage from mardi gras on our youtube channel uh full parade footage and overviews of the area um it would have been up sooner but we've just been so busy uh but for now i think we're going to take a quick break and then whenever we come back we'll be talking about roller coasters at universal can't wait me too The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect trip to Universal, whether you stay on-site at one of the world-class hotels or are in need of theme park tickets with round-trip transportation to and from Walt Disney World. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. So we're back, and uh, now comes the big topic of discussion, roller coasters and how scary they are. Roller coasters and you, yeah, yeah. So, what what is a ghost favorite type of ride at a carnival? A, a roller coaster. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> I still remember that from Laffy Taffy all the way back from whenever I was like ten. All right, now we lost ten more people. <laughs> ah, well, 
All uh, right, well, let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> There's no I, laughter. I had to pause and cry for a second. I know. Your, your dreams are broken. But, okay. So, the fact of the matter is, Universal is widely regarded as a great place to go ride roller coasters. Um, they have technically seven between two parks, uh, but if you want to get on another level, they have six. Uh, at IOA, you have Islands of Adventure, sorry. You have the Hulk. You have Dragon Challenge, which consists of two roller coasters, the Hungarian Horntail and the Chinese Fireball. Then you have Flight of the Hippogriff. And then over at Universal Studios Florida, you have Woody Woodpecker's Nuthouse Coaster, Revenge of the Mummy, and the Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. Um, so they, they've got quite an eclectic mix. Uh, each park has a friendlier family kid roller coaster between the flight of the hippogriff at ioa and the woody woodpecker's nuthouse coaster uh definitely on the list of most intense goes to hulk dragon challenge rip ride rocket and then i think somewhere in the middle falls revenge of the mummy it's intense you get thrown around a lot but it's not super super terrible i would agree with that except for i would never use the word eclectic to describe it i feel like there's not enough middle ground so what do you describe as middle ground uh, I would put coasters, I think people would describe as Disney-type coasters. Mm-hmm. Big Thunder Mountain. Expedition Everest, even. Okay. Um, I would, even a rock and roller coaster, I would say, is a middle coaster. Even though it does go upside down and stuff, I, I still love it. Yeah. But I would never go on Hulk or Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. Or, and I've been on Dragon Challenge once, and I it made me sick. Frankly, uh, the one thing that I kind of see is that Flight of the Hippogriff and Woody Woodpecker, they don't look too scary from the outside, but that's because you can see them. Uh, In actuality, they're kind of on the same scale as Space Mountain, which a lot of people think is intense, but it's only... Are you being honest? Yeah, I mean... Because looking at them, I would put them on the same tier as Barnstormer. Uh, I think, well, Woody Woodpecker, yeah. But definitely with uh, Flight of the Hippogriff, it's kind of in between barnstormer and space mountain it's a it's a decent size lift all um, right and that's just from my opinion because a lot of times people think space mountain is more intense just because you're well, in it's the dark, dark and you it's only contained. go you the noise kind of yeah. echoes off but of you're everything. only going 28 miles an hour yeah. i i would assume you're going the same speed i don't have all the stats brought up right in front of me right now which i realized i still have a a blank ugly looking screen behind me oh there um, we go that was kind of my bad well, oh, and email noises. <laughs> this is just going wonderfully. It's a failure. So, sorry for that. But, um, you know, it's that it seems more intense because of all those aspects. But really, I, I look at them on the same level. Uh, kids. So, I've never done um, dry, um, Flight of Hippogriff or Woody Woodpecker. So, I can't compare those. Woody with, Woodpecker is definitely the most that's basic. That's a little kid. That's, that's Barnstormer. Do you need to have a kid with you to go on it? You don't have to have okay. a kid with you to go on it. I was embarrassed going on it as an adult. <laughs> I, I can admit that. Yeah. Um, and then there's also a supervising companion role. So, you know, if your kids are both, you know, like 38 inches, they might be able to ride with an adult, but they can't go on it together. So, one adult has to be with them. Okay. It, it's a confusing role. Yeah, I'm confused, um, but... It's just they don't want your kids going on it together. So say you have a kid that's over 12 years old and 48 inches. They can take on the kid who is tall enough to ride at 36 inches. Okay. But, you know, if the kids are just over 36 inches together, they need a parent with them. 
You need someone over that specific inch. Over whatever, whether it yeah. be 48 inches. So or... in 48 inches is the, the baseline there because okay. after 48 inches, you're good to ride no matter what. You don't necessarily need a parent. So for all the rest of the roller coasters, it's not an issue. That makes sense. Just for these ones. Um, but I know one experience you do have is on uh, on Revenge of the Mummy. You've yeah. ridden that multiple times. I have, and I, I love it, actually. Yeah? It... um. <clears throat> to me, it feels more like, and I, I might be misjudging the the type of coaster it is, but it feels more like Dinosaur or Indiana Jones type attraction to me, the way it moves. Yeah. Um, you're kind of in a, a bigger ride vehicle with rows, so it, just visually it looks a lot more kind of like Dinosaur. Um, and then the way the track moves, there's lots to look at. It's not screen-based. Um, yeah. There's a lot of animatronics. There's a lot of visual effects there's lots of fire. Yeah. Um, the track isn't crazy intense. Some of the movements might be jerky to a lot of people, I think. Yeah. And that, well, that's the exciting part of it is that it doesn't necessarily look and feel like a roller coaster from the start. I mean, it is. That's It's on a track the same way a roller coaster is. It's not anything like Dinosaur or these other ones. Sure. But it, it starts off very slow and you just kind of wind around and then you start getting into some more interesting stuff, turntables, turning around, getting launched backwards, getting launched up a hill, and then going through the more classic roller coaster type uh, part of the ride. But it it really is this weird hybrid. And it's kind of every time I hear about the uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and I hear like it'll slow down and kind of go past the scenes and look at that, I feel like this is where Disney's finally trying to capitalize off something Universal did in terms of roller coasters combine those two types of attractions and i mean we won't know until that opens up but i feel like mummy is the absolute like kind of the what they were trying to base that off of in terms of technology Mm -hmm. but that'll be seen and uh we've also had the privilege of riding the mummy in both hollywood and florida and it's cool how they're both actually different um I, the Hollywood one actually is more standard roller coaster yeah. than the one in Florida, but I think the Florida one is is much better. I also just want to point out that the queue is is fun. Yeah, it is. It's fun. well themed. It, it reminds me actually. I, I mentioned this before, but it kind of reminds me of the queue to Indiana Jones yep. out in Disneyland. Yeah, um, exactly. And uh, but one step better because Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, yeah, and he makes a cameo in the ride. Uh, <laughs> most people's favorite part of the ride, actually. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Yeah, spoiler alert, Brendan Fraser's in it. He's in it, yeah. and he's not happy. Yeah. Is there something <laughs> you want to talk about with the queue that I've never experienced before? One cool thing that I actually just learned. Uh, there's one part of the queue that is kind of interactive. You can put your hand on this like kind of monument type mm. thing. And it's got one it's got uh two different handprints where you can put your hands on and they're on opposite sides of each other so if you just put one hand on it it'll make like a light go off but if you reach over on both sides and you put your hands down at the same time on both sides five times then the nbc chime will actually go no you're lying i'm not lying so normally like it'll have like a lighting effect and be like a whoosh But then bing, if you bong, do it five bing. times, yeah, it'll do, do, do. I don't believe this. No, it, it actually, right. it's true. It happens. <laughs> I've done it. So in rapid succession, or do you have to be like, one, you have to 1, wait thousand, one, two, one thousand. and then the effect Two, the effect. And sometimes it takes like six, you would actually take like six or seven, 
but it's supposed to happen every five. It's a very complicated process. It's very complicated. And and not worth it at all because you could just listen to it on YouTube. It is, but I wouldn't do it on a busy day whenever you're holding the line up, but you know, on an average day whenever. But that's not what no I was bringing up, actually, because you had mentioned to me once that there were just like character interactions sometimes in the queue. Okay, sorry. Well, not character interactions per se, but the... Uh, the team members that work there, whenever they're standing outside, they're kind of studio production people because they're on the set of The Mummy being filmed. Mm-hmm. Well, The Revenge of the Mummy being filmed. And then once they get inside the queue, though, that's where the curse is taken over and on the actual site of the set. And so all the uh, team members turn into like the really eerie and they're lurching around and they can hide in corners and they'll pop out and scare you. Um I haven't seen it a lot lately. I'm guessing that's because they probably went too intense and scared someone a lot and they complained about it. But no, they'll do fun things like that there. Um, You know, a a lot of rides, the team members will try to scare you to make you a little more excited right before you go on something. This, though, is is more genuine because a curse is coming over. And that's why it's genuine. That's because of the Egyptian curse. It's called theming. 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 All right. But, um, Revenge of the Mummy has a 48-inch height requirement. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's one of the best. It's not my favorite roller coaster there, but it's probably your favorite. Oh, it is. In, yeah, in Universal Studios. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then finally in the studios, we have the Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket, um, which is a very unique ride. First off, it goes straight up mm-hmm. right after you start on there. And uh, kind of the way you get on the vehicles is really unique because it doesn't it's not stopped and then you get on and then they send you on your way. It's constantly moving as you load. So the, it can stop if you're not seated and latched in fast enough, the whole ride will stop. Okay. But for the most part, it just continues to always move and keep going. And then it sends you off. Um, it's the same style as Harry Potter and the forbidden journey. How oh, you get okay. on the ride. Yeah, yeah. It's just always constantly moving. And that's how this is. Go straight up. They have, three special maneuvers that they actually kind of created for the first for the ride uh the first one is the giant loop that they have where you don't go upside down everyone can see that it's like right behind the stage the music stage Um, okay it it looks scary and you mean everyone can see the loop i didn't know that you didn't go upside down in it no you don't go upside down at all you kind of loop around obviously you've never really looked at that then i don't know Mm. i'm not interested in it okay well then they have another uh another move called the treble clef that's kind of in the new york area section okay i can picture that that building where where, with harry potter uh, convention was yeah yeah exactly (laughs) that if it actually looks like a treble clef bringing in the the theming of that it's a a music musical yeah yeah Yeah, well not a musical well a musical type ride yeah the whole point of the ride is you're going on there to film this music i love the concept of it and being able to listen to music while you're on the roller coaster and being able to choose and then there's that secret menu and everything about it sounds amazing but this is the one case i will actually use the word afraid because this i don't i might make me sick but this is just kind of scary to me oh no it is it's very scary and uh every time i go up that first time it, it just freaks me out. Yeah. Um, I, I've ridden is it. There, is there stuff in front of you? Or is there like a front row and a back row? Or? Well, it's there's six rows in general. Or yeah. six rows in general. There's three in the first car, three in the second car. Um, if you sit in row three or row six, it's actually a really rough ride. Okay. Uh, I can only ride in one and four. Those are the smoother sections. I usually try to just wait for the front, um, like most rides. It's always a different experience yeah. doing it in the front. But... 
you know, whenever you're sitting there and you're looking straight up and there's nothing else in front of you, it genuinely is. No, I wouldn't do one that. of the most yeah. scary experiences. Um, uh, I, I can't say it enough. Like it, it literally, literally, literally scares me. But literally, literally. So you mentioned two of the uh, maneuvers. Mm-hmm. What was the last? The third one, I can't think of the name off the oh, top oh. of my head. Um, it's but it is really unique. Whenever they build it, they had a lot of issues okay. getting it all to come together. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's still an extremely popular ride. No, um, it is. It's always there's always people on it yeah, screaming yeah. and and it's got a cool aspect. Me. It records you so you can get your video at the end. Oh, it does. Yeah, you can buy a DVD. Do people buy them? I don't know. I've never bought one. But I feel like it would just be horrible. It's an video. option. Um, okay. Another cool aspect of the ride. Well, not really cool. It's actually really a shame. But it's got two different height requirements. You can you have to be over fifty one inches to ride, but then you also cannot be over seventy nine inches to ride. Help me do the math. That's well over six five, right? It, it's really tall. Yeah, that's it's crazy like basketball tall. player height. Yeah. Um, but so who do- has been turned away? On under the giant, uh, Shaq, maybe. Oh. Yeah, because under he's done. I know Shaq rides roller coasters, and <laughs> and Shaq got turned away from Dragon Challenge for for other reasons for being a bit bulkier. He was he was a big man. Yeah, that was yeah that was cool. Um, <laughs> but Rip Ride Rocket has a maximum height, so keep that in mind too. If you are of the taller sort, um, I can get on. It's scary. And you're what six so, three? I'm six three. Yeah. So okay. So 6'4", if I'm wearing my platforms. Which you do all the time. Of course. Yeah. Who doesn't? So that kind of does it for the the studios. I think the absolute best coaster in the studios is The Mummy. Uh, but Rip yep. Ride Rocket, it is a good roller coaster for what it is, just not for me. So let's move on to IOA. Agreed. Okay. Sorry. And uh, I keep using the, the abbreviations. Just I think people it's know. It's okay. I, th- I think they know now. But Islands of Adventure. Islands of Adventure. So you have Hulk, Dragon Challenge, and Flight of the Hippogriff. Yep. Talk about Hippogriff a little bit. Hippogriff, it, yeah. it used to be the flying yeah. unicorn back in the days whenever it was... Um, Were there actual unicorns on the, the, the ride continent? vehicles? Do you know how they're Hippogriffs now? Were they actual unicorns that you sat in? Yeah. Oh, you seem upset. It was a flying unicorn. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I've angered you. You did. <laughs> Not even the Magi can save you now. <laughs> John Magi. <laughs> um, but, no, so it used to be the Flying Unicorn. Um, just a small family ride. Like I said before, height requirement, 36 inches for your kids. Uh, they have to have someone at least 48 inches to ride with, okay. with the yeah, supervising. Yeah. Yeah. It, just a really simple ride. And it's in the Wizarding World Hair Parter now because it is flight of the hippogriff and sure. it's one it's cool for two reasons because a you get the best view of um hagrid's hut and you also get to see a hippogriff bowing to you oh yeah it's it's neat uh, it's literally just a couple seconds worth that's all you get but then it's got some of the coolest views of the actual entire wizarding world from the top of its lift because it's right beside Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, and then it mm-hmm. kind of looks down into Hogsmeade. So I, I do think it has, when you're at the top of the lift hill, you have the best view of the entire land. Okay. Other uh, Then I'll do it next time I'm there. I No, I think you should. Yeah. It, it is a family ride. It's more intense than Woody Woodpecker. Um, but, you know, it's still it's still an easy roller coaster to go on. All right. Uh, and then, since we're right there, we'll go on Dragon Challenge yeah. next. Uh, my personal favorites and in uh, all the parks. Um, it, it means a lot to me for 
reasons unbeknownst but i like it uh so cryptic my favorite ride on that is actually the hungarian horntail that's the blue section the blue and then there's an orange and which then, is the chinese fireball. well it's red red sorry it's red chinese fireball uh back in ye old days of lost continent it was <laughs> doling dragons and it was considered one of the greatest rides uh it was rated top roller coasters by all those people who do the tv shows on what's the top 10 roller coasters all that time um it was always ranking high up there because it had that doling aspect to Mm -hmm. it um and it really was unlike anything else i mean i've ridden wooden roller coasters that kind of i'm imagining hershey park um uh, lightning race well i forget exactly there's something yep at kennywood park oh kennywood uh, has one too yeah we had the racer um kind of like that aspect but whenever it's on steel inverted roller coasters it's very different it's very very different especially when you think you're going to kick the other people that are Oh, that are going through the loops at the same time as you. Uh, All right, it's very, very intense at some sure. point. Um, and they also had a problem with that. With actual, there used to be maximum height requirements because if your legs were long enough, you could technically kick the other train so as you were Shaq going through the just, loop at the same time. He should not go to Universal unless yeah. he loves Lucy. I, I think that's why he does go. <laughs> yeah, I uh, think so. honestly, but. Um, so you have those two, uh-huh, and they no longer and they, they make no longer together. Dole, yeah. They no longer dole for reasons that you can go read about on Wikipedia or whatever have you. We won't talk about it, but Just they don't it. dole anymore. And <clears throat> if you want the theme dancer, it's because in Harry Potter you don't let two dragons out at the same time. Wink. Only only <laughs> one goes out a time with a different <laughs> champion because it's all set around the Triwizard Champion and. You know, you're you're a champion on that ride. So, and you're riding yeah. on dragons, the fireball and the horntail. Um, the the fireball is generally a little bit more intense. It's also a little bit faster. That goes 63 miles per hour, whereas the Hungarian horntail goes 58. I know. Hold on to your hat. It's too exciting. Too too enthralling. Yeah, it is. Um, they've got they both got completely different tracks, um, and they kind of. Made it a little bit scarier now because they've been building the train station right in the middle of it. Yeah. So now you not only look like you're going to hit different parts of the other ride, but you're also going to run into a train station. Okay. Um, but it, it, like I said, it's uh, my personal favorite ride. It's not mine, but I have done the uh, one side. And I believe I did the Hungarian Horntail side. Yeah. This was the night of Dizapalooza that we had a few mm-hmm. years ago. Um, I wasn't part of the team, but I, I we did this ride. And then... I made the mistake of getting a little sick on that ride and then immediately getting in line to do Forbidden Journey. Yeah, that was the worst thing I've ever done. I've never felt so sick in my life. That was really a terrible mistake on your Oh, it was awful. But did you you like it? The ride? Yeah. No. No? I mean, it was fine. I could appreciate it for what it was. Okay. But I've never been on since. Okay. Well, that'll take us to the final ride, which you'll probably never ride the Hulk. No, I never will. Um, Based off the Incredible Hulk, the Marvel comic book, uh, it's got nine inversions inversions you're upside down yeah yeah um it's you know you start off and you get launched up the hill and you go upside down immediately followed in by like three more loops all of a sudden it's it's a lot of people's favorite ride uh you told me you even get sick a little bit i get sick i have to ride on the front row okay to actually get on that and this Um, is the type of ride where you have to take everything off all your clothes oh no all your hats glasses sunglasses cell phones empty your pockets yeah, I, I've seen them make exception for people who want to wear their glasses on because they genuinely can't see. But they try to make sure you have nothing in your pockets. You okay. have no hats, no sunglasses. 
uh, you have to be completely bare bones to go on this ride. But it's because it goes over a lot of area where there's other guests. Can you keep your fanny pack on? Uh, no fanny packs. Okay. I think you can as long as it doesn't because it's technically attached to you. It is. But I, I wouldn't take it on there. All if right. you lose it, it's gone. Uh, it's got <laughs> it's some on cool, you. It's got some cool features, though. It goes underground twice. That's neato. I guess I said all your hats, as if one person is wearing multiple hats. All of your hats. All your hats. But it, it's way too intense <laughs> for me. I know it's a lot of people's favorite coaster. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not going to go anywhere, even if Marvel goes out of that park sometime. They're going to still retheme con- it or whatever. They will retheme it. They'll paint it blue and call it the the I don't know what. Well, that's a catchy name. The Smurf. Does the Universal Smurf. own Smurfs? The Smurf Experience. That's, I don't know. That's <laughs> what it should be called uh <laughs> the smurf experience but that's kind of a brief overview of all of the roller coasters is gilgamesh a smurf or am i making that up i don't know i don't escape from gil i don't know. i don't watch the smurf i don't either but all right but so in general i guess what what roller coasters do you, even though you're not going on all of these <clears throat> which ones do you think are the best for people to hit in general that's very hard for me to answer. I mean, if you're the same way I am and you get a little sick on roller coasters, I would recommend Mummy mm-hmm. is doable. I would put that on the same... Now, do you go upside down on the Mummy? No. No, you don't. Nope. So I'd put it on the same lines as in between Rock and Roller Coaster, maybe Everest. Would you agree with that? I, I would agree with that. Yeah, somewhere yeah. along those lines. So I think it's easiest to compare them to things that a lot of people that are listening are watching. Yeah can relate to and understand exactly so i would say that revenge of the mummy um obviously woody woodpecker hippogriff those are doable um and then the last one i would say for me would be dragon challenge i mm-hmm. would at least give that a go and i probably will go on that again cool but i wouldn't do hulk or rip red rocket yeah i think those the for absolute thrill seekers those are the top two yeah to go on <laughs> um for people who like moderate rides dragon challenge both sides and uh revenge of the mummy and then for your basicness, you have... Your basicness. Your basicness. Mm. I'm making up words. Yeah, since, and I like it. Since 1987. <laughs> um, it, you early. have Flight of the Hippogriff and Woody Woodpeckers. Nuthouse Coaster. Um, they're all unique and different. <laughs> they're different from Disney's. Uh, yeah. I, I think it would do them well to have something like Disney. And something eventually. in the middle. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that'll happen whenever uh, the, uh, the new Gringotts Coaster comes in. I don't think that's true at all. I, I, I think know. you're giving people false hope. I don't know. I, see, my my thing with that is I think it's going to be a, very, a lot of simulators, isn't it? There's rumors. Well, no, everything's rumor. It's a roller coaster track. Sure, but aren't there screens? There might be. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be But at screens. the same time, there's new projection technology and the redone Thunder Mountain at Disneyland, kind of in that same form. I don't know what type of screens there are going to be in there. That's true. It might just be we'll projections. See. So I don't know. I'm, I have high hopes for Gringotts, but I think it's going to be a one-time thing for me. Okay, that's, that's just my prediction, and yeah. it upsets me because I love it. Yeah, and I want to be able to ride it more than once. But and it'll be nice to redo this entire list and relook at all these coasters after you've ridden more, and after the new one comes out. Sure. Actually, but uh, uh, other than that, I mean, do you agree that Universal's kind of the go-to park if you want that thrill? Well, for thrill seeker? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I hear that a lot from people that go to Disney. You know, you have. I think we've mentioned them a couple times. Rock, rock, rock and Roller Coaster, Expedition Everest. Mm-hmm. Um, Thunder Space. Yeah, Thunder. I didn't even consider those. I mean, those are more family fun. I, I mean, they okay. are they are a, t- a tier above. Yeah. Obviously, Barnstormer and Wood, Woody Woodpeckers. Yeah. But I still consider those fairly tame coasters. Okay. Um, so I think what Disney lacks in that kind of thrill-seeking, Universal definitely offers. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing, other thing I want to mention, it's not like going to Six Flags or 
or on the uh, side of the road a in park Texas. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not like going to one of these parks. These these rides are very very safe. They're safe um, and themed. It's not like themed. you're just looking at bare bone track. I mean, Dragon Challenge, I would say, of all of them, and Hulk are yeah. basically just bare tracks. They are, but they try to make up for it in other ways. Of course. Uh, it's not the same level of theming with Disney, but it's still better than going to Six Flags, and they just, you know, they make it as boring <laughs> and tame as possible. The Smurf thing is Gargamel. Gilgamesh is from the Bible, I think. <laughs> That's the best mistake ever. <laughs> Okay, well, Gargamel, thank you, Jillian. On on that mistake notice, I I'm think so it's, embarrassed. It's probably time to wrap this up. So, my mom's uh, gonna be so upset I didn't learn anything in Sunday school. <laughs> yeah, she will. But uh, we'll be back with you guys in two weeks, and we will be talking about Cabana Bay in one form or another. Maybe some other stuff. Who knows? But thanks for taking the time to watch us, and we'll see you next time. Bye.